Hey punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 4. Yes, spring has sprung. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dangerous Dan Nuttall from Winning Post. And as I mentioned, spring is here, which uh, will be gleaned quite easily from a look at uh, this week's fields. Not so sure about the weather at the Valley this Saturday, but uh, there is a golden ticket up for grabs. There's some good horses coming back at the Valley. There's also the champion sprinter Nature Strip and the Cox Plate favourite Zaki returning at Randwick. So, Joel, it is a, a massive Saturday of racing. Indeed it is, Barks. So you touched on a couple of established stars in Sydney and well, there's a couple that can really put their name up in headlights at the Valley, I guess. Uh, the Fian Stakes is the highlight at the Valley and one of those horses that, uh, well, could become a star with a win on Saturday is Elephant. He's five from five. Uh, I think he was $7 into four sixty earlier in the week before the acceptances came out. I, he might have pushed out to around 5 or five fifty now, which is short enough for his biggest test, but yeah, keen to see how he goes. And obviously, very intriguing uh, pair of international runners having their first start down under in Dawn Patrol and Port Galami. So very keen to see how they go. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, you mentioned Elephant, you mentioned the Fian, and uh, there is, as I've written in the publications this week, a Cox Plate ticket up for grabs in the Fian. Um Fian runners haven't had a, a great recent record despite getting that free passage through. Obviously, all eyes on Elephant. He's the shortest Cox Plate runner in the Fian, and even he is uh, around about, well, depending on where you shop, but uh, around about 40 or 50 bucks. But the Cox Plate at this stage, the Cox Plate favourite, of course, Daniel, is Zaki coming back in the Chelmsford. Uh, trainer Annabelle Neesham, uh, not uh, not exactly shouting from the rooftops that uh, he's going to win uh, Certainly be interesting to see how he comes back on Saturday, Dan. A hundred percent. Based on his deeds in the autumn and winter months in um, in in Queensland, that he really his wins were breathtaking, uh, especially over those longer sort of trips at Wave for Age. First up over fourteen hundred meters. Certainly not his ideal the ideal recipe for him, but um, he has run well fresh in the past. And look on. On class alone, you'd think you'd be able to get the job done. Uh, I guess Dreamforce. And there's a couple others who are got to, I guess, match fitness under their belt this prep and probably more soon at 1,400 metres. But uh, intriguing contest. And earlier in the day, we see Nature Strip as well, who will be a very short favourite in the Concord. Um, not much in terms of opposition outside of maybe three or four other runners. Um, so a couple of shorties. Probably expected to get the job done on the day, but it's a competitive card all round in Sydney as well as the Valley. So uh, plenty to look forward to once again. All righty. Well, there's four stakes races at both the Valley and Ramwick, and it's race five, six, seven, eight in both cases. We'll start off at the Valley. Race five there is the Mickey's McEwen stakes. 1,000 metres standard weight for age and uh, a couple of very smart sprinters coming back here in uh, Portland Sky, the Oakley Plate dead heater. And September Run, who was so good, fresh up in the Lightning last time, and uh, you would think uh, at the new market at her mercy, but didn't quite end up winning in that preparation. Joel, uh, how did you see the McEwen? Yeah, I'm with September Run. I was with her in the Lightning first up last prep. Another another couple of hops, she would have grabbed Nature Strip at the double figures. She didn't win 
after that when many expected her to, but she did run an excellent race here at the Valley in the William Reed. It was just a terrific run from last, uh, coming wide against the pattern there behind Mars Crusader, who had cut the corner and railed through. Uh, she's yeah, She was entered for the Concord in Sydney, but obviously keeping her and Nature Strip apart this time in. I think she's the one to beat. I think she can uh, swoop past them. Uh, won the Inferno in for second, the former Singapore Galloper. Thought he was okay first up at 1,200. He was sort of wide on speed, bit keen. Um, he'll be fitter for that. I don't mind him coming back in the trip. Three Portland Sky, a real talent. Obviously, the uh, shared Oakley Plate winner back in the autumn. He then went to the William Reed, measured right up at weight for age, finishing second to Mask Crusader. He'll certainly be thereabouts. And I'd be surprised if the winner came outside of those three. I've thrown Esther LaRocca, who was pretty good here last time out, in for fourth. Eight one three nine. Yeah, we're keeping an eye on the weather. Not many of these have any real heavy track form. Um, Portland Sky did win here quite well um, this time last year, or in the spring last year, in a 1,200-metre group three race on a soft seven. Um, he really came of age last preparation, though. That Oakley Plate win with Celebrity Queen. And then was enormous, I thought, behind Mars Crusader. He knows uh, a future star, so if not already. So the recent trial was very good. Um, he's on top for me and he does, yeah, the soft seven win gives me confidence he'll sort of get through the um, the affected going, the likely affected going. So the three on top, the eight and next September run, who is a, I'm a big fan of this mare. Um, I don't think she lost any admirers last preparation, despite not winning. It gives herself plenty to do, but does possess that electric finish. And I think Portland Sky will probably be, um, she'll be giving Portland Sky a few lengths on the top of the straight, you think here, which is probably why I've, Lent the way of the three on top of the eight, but they're clearly the two. The one in next, the Inferno, um, yeah, solid enough first up in his first Australian start. He has trialled really well. He beat Portland Sky in a, sorry, in a jump out, a Mornington jump out in between runs, um, sort of rocketing home, uh, nicely grabbing Portland Sky on the line and a pretty hot field there. So can't doubt his class. Um, in for fourth, got the nine, Esther LaRocca, who... His stakes placed on a heavy 10 track behind Bo Rossa, four lengths behind that horse in the Lightning Stakes, and then good here in the in the Carleon behind um, Ballistic Lover. So whilst I agree with Joel, that those top three are the main hopes. Esther Locker, I think, is a bit of a chance as well. 3-8-1-9. Same four for me, but September ran on top from Portland Sky, the Inferno, and Esther LaRocca. So that makes it... Uh... Eight, three, one, and nine. Race six, first leg of the quaddy at the Valley on Saturday is the Point Motors Atlantic Jewel Stakes. 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties, listed race for three-year-old fillies, Joel. Uh, eight, Argentia for me. She looked a star at the at her jump outs, leading into her debut win at Flemington, where she got out to a pretty good price in the end, and she won with authority. She's got a, a really good pedigree. I think she can just camp uh, sort of fourth, fifth here from a good gate and be too strong. Uh, three Scorched Earth, been a fan of hers for a while. She ran a, a very good race first up in the Cosette. But she was over the odds, I thought, but she's been well found here. Uh, they finally cottoned on that she's pretty handy. She's about five or 5.50, so she sort of met her mark in the market, but uh, she'll put herself on speed from a good draw and be hard to get past. Two LaRocque, I think, is the other key winning hope. She was very good first up. Uh, getting back from a wide gate and hitting the line hard at a thousand metres. John McArdle had been very um, sort of open leading into that run that uh, he was sort of using it as a trial because he couldn't get a trial into her. I thought she ran super. Jamie Mott back aboard. She can settle closer from gate one. I think they're the main three. I've thrown Zuzarella in for fourth. 
She was a good winner from off the pace on debut. Just think she's got to go up a little notch here. Um, some better fillies engaged, but uh, yeah, no real knock on her. Eight from three, two and seven. Yeah, LaRock for me on top, as Joel touched on, she was excellent first up at this track over a thousand. Obviously having to get a long way back from drawing 12 or 13, her two wins she set up on the pace last preparation. I think she can settle, um, no doubt there's plenty of speed in this race, but she'll settle much closer than she did last start. She was a day's quickest 400, last 400 and 600 in Mooney Valley first up. So up to 1,200 metres now looks um, looks ideal and certainly a backable each way price in a, in a field with plenty of chances to concede. So the two on top for me, I've got the eight in next, uh, Gentia. Um, very good on debut at Flemington. The format of that race has been a little bit mixed since, but she won it pretty easily. It was a soft win there and almost two lengths and um, was well back that day since been trialling up well, in for four, in for third, I got the six, Libiamo, Libby who was excellent in the Quisette from well back there. Um, some good late splits there. Um, and in for fourth, I had the five, Picaroni, who so had been scratched a couple of times since um, uh, first up run at Rose Hill, where she drew wide, never really on the track there and, and sort of unable to, to run on was a drifter in betting that day. I did. I really liked her trial win pre, prior to that. Um, the draw isn't ideal here again, but I thought she was well over the odds. And but if they go crazy in front, she'll certainly be launching late. It's 2865. Yeah, I went for mac and cheese. Thought uh, very impressive from the back, and that was on a heavy nine. Uh, as Daniel said, watch the weather. Uh, as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon, it is uh, comparatively hot in Melbourne and windy, um, but they are tipping 20 to 30 mils on Friday, which, uh, you know, uh, Mooney Valley drains well, but an inch of rain is a fair bit. Uh, and then I've got Zuzarella, La Rock and Argentia, so that's four, seven, two and eight. Race seven, second leg of the quaddy at the Valley on Saturday. Previously, the Chandler McLeod is now the more glamorously named Ladbrokes Chautauqua Stakes, 1,200 metre listed quality handicap. And they have come for a Joel with a full field of 14 and six emergencies. What did you like? Yeah, I think there was three or four left on the ballot too. So plenty of uh, plenty of horses wanted to get a run in this race. Uh, seven away game for me. Uh, made her my value bet off a bit of a freshen at Caulfield. Last time out, another couple of strides, she would have got up and beaten Pintoff. It was a very good run. Just like the sort of versatility she's showing now, she showed that when she won the Healy Stakes in Brisbane where she settled off the pace and really attacked the line. Of early doors, she was a real on-speed type filly. Uh, dare say they're going to ride her quiet here. From a, It's a terrible gate, but uh, good speed. Hopefully it's playing like uh, Swooping Rooney Valley, which she can sometimes. If it is, I think she can win. Uh, eight great again, good value for the multiples. He loves a bit of sting out of the track, this old boy. He was good at Caulfield, two back. Not too bad in the Ori Star. Um, yeah, he's he's obviously probably had better days, but he's only had the 30 starts as a nine-year-old, so he's not, hasn't been overly taxed. I think he can figure in the multiples at a bit of a price. 14, Bella Nipatina. Well, she was excellent in that Healy Stakes behind away game, also attacked the line hard. And then off a bit of a fresh and just dug too deep at Caulfield, holding out Parlophone. It was a good win. She's going to have a head start on away game. And two Wild Planet, class performer. 
in the colours of Chautauqua can run well. But I'm keen on away game. I think if she can just get the favours, she'll be very hard to beat. 7, 8, 14, 2. With 14, Bella Nipatina, look, similar draws, probably hard to split away game in Bella Nipatina. That Healy run Joel touched on, they were um, just as good as each other, I thought. She finished third in Brisbane that day behind away game, beaten half a length, and then has since come out to Caulfield and won a pretty Andy Mayer's race, uh, led all the way and did it did it quite nicely at 54 kilos. She carries 54 kilos here. She's drawn one. Um, so we'll need a little bit of luck. Um to avoid sort of traffic problems in the straight, but she'll certainly um, get a soft run near the speed. And um, I think she can, if she gets that, she can certainly win. So 14 on top, two in next Wild Planet. Um, probably somewhat underrated this horse. He was excellent first up in a Zoom in 10,000 last preparation. Um, uh, his first up record, pretty sound. And he has run well here before. So he's in for second, third away game. Just the wide draw, a little bit of a concern, but um, look, speed expected to be on, and, and she can, as Joel said, she's certainly shown she can uh, pick them up late. And in for fourth, I have the one, uh, which is Dallas Sand, bit of class, does go well fresh. Uh, we'll have to carry the 16 and a half kilos, but um, brings his best. He'll certainly let him know he's there. Four, so 14, two, seven, and one. I made my value this front page. Uh, who uh, is needs needs to get a run is second emergency, but um, and is coming you know, coming out of a benchmark ninety. But I think that corner pocket ocular form is going to prove pretty good. Uh, the same track a couple of weeks ago. Uh, front page hasn't been seen on the heavy, uh, but is three wins in a second from four starts on soft. Won a list race with fifty eight kilos. Uh, last uh, last winter, uh, and surely will benefit from that uh, that first up run off almost a year off. Only has fifty four kilos here. Ancestry away game and riddled me that for the miners. So that is sixteen uh, sixteen six seven and ten. The big one at the Valley on Saturday is race eight. Clams seafood, Ian steaks. Standard weight for age, group two, 1,600 metres, worth half a million dollars. And first prize is 300,000, plus a ticket into the Cox Plate. Joel, you were talking about Elephant before, uh, but uh, you found a few to beat him. Yeah, I've got Elephant in the numbers. Um, you know, he's going to be a chance, but uh, just has to step up a little bit at, at this level. I don't know about gate one. I, I he's settled reasonably handy first up, but... Could get buried away a little bit. Uh, I'm going with seven non-conformist. I thought he was very good first up in the Lawrence Stakes. He went to the line well in restricted room, finishing sixth, beating three lengths. He's warming up nicely. Second up in the autumn, he went to 1,800 in the Peter Young and really hit the line well against the tempo there when finishing about a length off the winner, Paradis. He's going to probably get back and, and you know, try and swoop them. So if that's the pattern, then I think he can be very hard to beat. Number seven. A four superstorm also coming through the Lawrence. He was excellent there. He doesn't have uh, sort of much early pace. So, you know, he, he drew wide gates a lot last prep. Maybe from barrier five, he can settle a shade closer, but he's always a touch slow from the from the stall. So that's the bit of a worry with him, but he is a class animal. Uh, 10, Port Guillaume, the French import. I liked him for the Caulfield Cup last year, and he didn't uh, quite make it. He, I think he did make the trip in time, but... 
um, a bit of an injury setback and, and didn't press on. We haven't seen him uh, in Australia, haven't seen him in race at all since September last year. So he's off a long break, but his form lines are very strong and I expect him to run a cheeky race first off of a good trial and 11 elephant spoken about him. He's trying to remain undefeated. He certainly can measure up based on the times out of that 84 race. They, uh, they were sort of comparable to the Lawrence Stakes. So on times alone, he can certainly figure. Seven for me though, from four, 10 and 11. Yeah, I'm going to pin my faith in that Lawrence form as well. I'm also with the seven non-conformist. Uh, he's got his first run was excellent. He, he never, he never really wanted to be. It was a horror watch, I guess, if you were on him. He never got clear until about a hundred out to sort of shift towards the inside and um, finished off nicely. But you could tell across the line with plenty in the locker. Um, Sixteen hundred meters, second up, obviously good for him, and he has won at this track before. So if they are swooping. Uh, he'll be thereabouts late. The seven, four Superstorm, a very good first set run in that Lawrence from a long way back. It's 600 metres is much more his go. Uh, the one best of days, I thought Azella might not have looked as good to the eye as Superstorm and Nonconformist in that race, but I thought his, um, his run was pretty handy first up. He's normally a horse that does improve into his second up run, and, and 1,600 metres got good form at, at, at the trip. So he's in the game for sure. In for fourth at the, the Lawrence winner, Sierra Sue. Um, hard to knock, obviously, flying this preparation and and obviously knows where the line is this mare. 7 4 1 14. Yeah, I've gone for Elephant. I yeah, wouldn't be wanting to take sort of around the five. You wouldn't want much less than about six bucks. I don't think. Never seen anything other than a good track and uh, never seen anything other than the benchmark rating races. But it uh, did look pretty good first up to beat Superstorm Sierra Sue and best of days 11 for. 14 and 1. Uh, that takes care of the black type at the Valley. To recap, Daniel's best was Portland Sky, uh, race 5, number 3. And value bet was La Rock, which was uh, race 6, number 2. Uh, my value bet was front page race 7, number 16. Joel's best was up against that race 7, number 7. Away game, and our other specials were up against each other as well. I'm with uh, the very reliable High Stranger, race nine, number two. But you have found one for your value bet, Joel, to beat High Stranger in the last. Yeah, I think he's the hardest to beat, High Stranger, with the claim. He's going to be very hard to uh, to knock off that hat trick. But I'm sticking with Wicklow Town. He's been very good to me this prep. He's won two of his last three at good odds. Tough win at Sandown. Wide on speed, no cover, just kept going. I'm not too worried about the 1,600 because he's had multiple runs at 1,400. His only go at 16 was at the end of his first prep. He was still a maiden. He was doing a lot wrong. So I'm just putting a pen through that. I think he'll run the 16 fine. He gets a, a very good weight drop. And he's going to be 10 to 1 again. So I think each way all day. Wicklow Town and, yeah, certainly agree that High Strange is the hardest to beat. All righty. As we mentioned, Randwick is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. It is the traditional Tats Day card. And there are four stakes races in a row from race five onwards but uh, as the boys mentioned uh, there's not uh, probably not going to be a lot of betting excitement about the first leg of those although look nature strip we know what he you know it's what he does is get knocked off first up not last prep but uh, usually he gets knocked off first up but he's going to be very short here it is the tab concord stakes race five thousand meters group three set weights and penalties under which nature strip has 60 and a half but it uh, doesn't have to give too many of them too much weight. Joel, you can't see them beating him? 
No, I wouldn't have thought so. He's been beaten in this race the last two years, in fact. Um, it did take Guitra to beat him last year. And there's no Guitra here. Trekking, very good sprinter, but 1,000 metres is short of his best. So he gets his chance to, to win first up and kick off his prep in style, Nature Strip. Uh, I might have a, just for an interest, a sneaky Quinella with number nine, Adelong. I think she's going to run a very cheeky race. I know she's more an 1,100-metre horse, but... Her two trials have been very good. And just the way she capped off that winter prep, she was uh, airborne. So I think she might be the Quinella runner. Uh, three wild ruler is a talent. So that Arrowfield win was very brave, wide, no cover, and, and it was a really strong win. And uh, two trekking. He won't be too far away because he is a class performer. One on top from nine, three, and two. Yeah, one on top for me. Nature Strip recent excellent trial indicates he hasn't gone backwards. Um, so it'll be hard to beat. And for second, I've got the three wild ruler. Um, we've got plenty of time for him. He won first up in the fireball last preparation and, and two starts later beat a pretty hot arrow field from a wide draw. Um, good effort there. The recent trials have been good and his first up form and form at Randwick are hard to ignore. He's unbeaten four starts and there's three fresh wins. So he's the danger, if any. Um, Adelong in next been going well. I'm speaking to... Brad Whitup for a story a few weeks back, and um, he was very excited to see this mare return. Thinks he can mix it with some of these better sprinters. And in for fourth, I have two trekking. My numbers are one, three, nine, two. Race six at Randwick on Saturday is the Darley Furious Stakes, 1,200 metres. Set weights for three-year-old fillies. Uh, group two, fun fact. No Furious Stakes winner this century has jumped from a double-figure gate. Now, I would suggest that that is uh, partly due to the fact that there probably haven't been too many fields of 10 or more, but there is this year, 15 acceptors, down to 13 with two from wide gates scratched already as we speak to you. Uh, I can also tell you the favourite has won the Furious Stakes in four of the past six years, and the past 13 Furious Stakes winners have either been first up or coming off a top-four finish in the Silver Shadow, that doesn't rule out too many. Joel, which way have you gone here? I will be playing this race. Uh, plenty of value to be had amongst my selections here. Uh, I've gone with 10 Enterprise Pom on top. Bit of a throw at the stumps, but I like the look of this girl. She's from a really good family. Her damn house, Sweet Moss, was very talented. Gerald Ryan trained her to uh, win the Silver Shadow and then place in this race. Uh, she won on debut at Doomburn, went to Eagle Farm, did everything wrong, over-raced, hung off the fence in the turn and still held on for second behind Alpine Edge, which is a real solid form line. He's a Magic Millions place getter behind Shaquiro. Really liked her recent trial. Just think she can uh, run a bit of a cheeky race at big odds from a good draw. 12, Deanne Andretti, I think is very good. She's the uh, very well-bred uh, Philly Biome Invincible out of Aloha. Uh, missed the start but far too good on debut at Hawkesbury. Her recent trial was excellent. And 15 yearning is the other one at a bit of a price. Uh, got a bit of time for her. bit forgiving for the first up run. She had the 59 and a half. I know she was out of the placings as favourite, but just thought she'd take a stack of improvement out of that. She wasn't all that far away in the Group 2 Percy Sykes back in the autumn. But can have something on all those three, really, and, and play exotics around number seven, Najmati, who I've thrown into fourth. I'm a fan of hers as well. And she was outstanding in the Quisette. Slow away, last on the turn, huge late sectionals. She'll be very hard to beat. But uh, going for a bit of value, 10 from 12, 15 and 7. Yeah, big fan of Najmati. She was, I was quite keen on her first up in the Quisette and she was excellent. She <laughs> really 
wanted to be on her. Uh, she sat dead last in the run and gave away a big start, but uh, Connections would have been happy with the way she hit the line and looks ready for um, for a bit of a fr- fruitful fruitful spring campaign. Um, the 400, 200 last sectionals of that race were clearly the quickest. Um, and a, a second up win at Caulfield last preparation was outstanding. So in a strong field, I think she'll um, certainly be one of the ones to beat. Uh, in for second, I got the four. She's all class. Um, many keen to see this Philly return on her form. Last preparation was was um, was very good, and I think she'll be ready to run a race fresh. Jamia, the three, big chance that it was racing in restricted room in the Silver Shadow. It was a race of quite a few uh, hard luck stories and excuses, and she was one of those. Um, just slow away, and, and but she was making up ground in the straight in in sort of restricted room there, and. Thought it was very from very good return, and four moves ahead. Who I made my best bets of the day in that race, and she just sort of over raced throughout, um, and just peaked on a run late there. She still run pretty well. She's run third, beating uh, 0.6 of a length, but uh, which is better than that. She'll need a bit of luck from the draw, but she certainly wouldn't shock to bounce back and win this. Seven, four, one, and three. Race seven at. Randwick on Saturday, Fujitsu General Tramway Stakes, 1,400 metre Group 2 set weights and penalties. Joel sees the return of Zaki. Yeah, certainly one of the headline attractions. He's going to be very, very hard to beat. Uh, he was, I think, $3 or $3.30 earlier in the week, uh, but that's not available anymore. Well, I might be way off here, but I've gone for number nine, Arameo, to run a cheeky race at a bit of odds. Former Singapore galloper. We saw him three times earlier this year when joining the Chris Waller stable. But his first up run was very good. He was cricket score odds, and he just missed a place over 1,200 metres at listed level. I reckon he would have won second up with clear air. He was 20 to 1. He just couldn't get out the whole way up the straight behind you long January, and then may have just come to the end of it when striking that soft seven track. Now, this could be the key. When do these showers hit Randwick? If they haven't hit by this time and are on a genuine sort of good four, at worst, soft five track, i have a couple of dollars each way on Arameo. To beat one Zaki, three lines raw, uh, lines raw, very talented three-year-old of last season. He'll be hitting the line hard. And six, Rock. Just okay first up, sort of poking along there on the inside, but 1,200 is short of his best. He's got a good second up record. Nine from one, three, and six. Just happy to watch this one unfold and um, learn a little bit, see what happens. And I'm keen to see Zaki come back. He's on top for me. I don't think he's much of a... Betting proposition, um, just at 1,400 metres. Um, but the class should see him through. And as I said earlier, he does uh, have a pretty decent first-up record. Um, he's on top for me. Two Dreamforce in next. Uh, sort of worked early, well, worked overtime to uh, find the lead in that wing stakes and then sort of uh, tied late. Wasn't beaten far um, that race. But, look, he can certainly bounce back. Here, second up, we've got an excellent second up record um, and he's drawn ideally with one of his favourite jockeys on board in Nashville Rilla. So 1v2, 8 prime star, trialled really well prior to the first up run and uh, he was one of the quickest home uh, that day in the show county. Um, he's a horse that always improves second up with 1,400 metres, uh, far suitable than the 1,200. And in for fourth, I have, um, I have the five star of the seas who... Again, one wasn't beaten all that far in the wing stakes, but was sort of one of the first beaten there. Um, just looked in need of the run and gets with the benefit 
that run under his belt. Um, I think much much more competitive performance, second up, back in grade. My numbers in the tramway, one, two, eight, and five. And the big one at Randwick on Saturday. That was the first leg, by the way, of the, the, the quaddy, the tramway. The second leg is race eight. Heineken Chelmsford Stakes, 1,600 metres. Wait for age, group two. Uh, fun facts about the Chelmsford. Uh, 13 of the past 14 winners have come of a run in the Winx Stakes, but only Winx herself and Samadad have completed the double, but 10 of the 13 have finished top five. In the Winx, barriers two to five. They have provided 10 of the past 13 winners and the favourite or an equal favourite has won the Chelmsford in four of the past five years. Joel, how did you see this one? Yeah, it's a tricky race because the speed map's a bit iffy. Uh, Rhea Dini and fun fact, probably the leaders. Shared ambition could settle handy, but yeah, it's interesting. I've gone with 14 Montefilia, kicking off at a mile first up. Now, she'd kicked off at 1,400 in the autumn in the surround, and her final splits were excellent. And then she went straight to 2,000 and ran a couple of really good races without winning. There's still question marks over her ability to stay beyond 2,000 metres, at least. We know she's a Group 1 winner at 2,000. Um, I just think the way she trialled the other day, she showed a bit of get-up-and-go. There was a couple of stayers in the trial, I know that. But I think she's there to run a really good race. She's class. She's around 11 or $12. I think that's a good play each way. Two Cascadian, didn't have much luck at all in the wing stakes first up, and he was very good. He could probably make use of that draw. He's sort of jumping a little bit better these days, you know, going back a couple of preps, and you just wouldn't have had him mapping close at all. But I think he could possibly settle a shade closer from that gate. He'll be hard to beat. One think it over, genuine group one horse. He was very good first up as well. And I'll throw in 13, she's ideal in for fourth. She was, yeah one of the runs of the day first up in the Wink Stakes. Can she reproduce that only going up 200 metres? That's the query, but she may well have come back a, a much better mare this time in. 14 for me each way from 2, 1 and 13. Yeah, I found this really tough. I've gone with the 13. She's ideal. The, the flashing um, light run first up in the Wink Stakes from a, a mile back on the turn was was outstanding. Um, she seemed to... She, she, <coughs> Isn't one for some time. It's been nearly a year, but her form last preparation in those sort of you know, group mare races was, was very good. And then she ran excellence in the attack grid behind Sir Dragon. That was over 2,500 metres. Um, she certainly aren't, she's not that up to that. Yes, she's not up to the mile here, but she's obviously in a re- um, rich vein of form despite not winning. And I'm hope, 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 hoping this, this is the day she can sort of break through for a, to break that year drought. Um, certainly good enough and certainly deserving of a win. So 13 on top. For me, she's ideal. I've got the six Master of Wine in next. Um, let's finish 10th to 14 in the week stakes, but I thought it was a pretty pretty decent effort. Didn't have much luck uh, there. Second up, well, Sue does the rise in trip. Um, look, he's hasn't done a whole lot lately, but I thought it was a, a pretty solid effort first up, and he's over the odds in what is a tough race. Uh, two, Cascadian, excellent first up in, in the week stakes as well. And in for fourth, I've got the 12, Cooker Archer. Um, worth a chance. Plenty of others can go on the quaddy, though. My numbers, 13, 6, 2, and 12. All right, well, Joel's value bet was there, race eight, number 14, Montefilia. Uh, Joel, we'll hear about your best bet, which comes up in the fourth, which we haven't covered, and then Daniel take us through your specials on the last two races of the card, race nine and ten. Joel, race four, number 10, Starman.
Yeah, he's my best. Uh, Chris Waller's got uh, several runners in here, four, I think. Yeah, four runners. But uh, I'm siding with Starman, the three-year-old Colt. So he's up against the older horses. Bit of a break between runs. We saw him on debut back on July 28. Gee, he showed a really good turn of foot. He was sort of in a bit of trouble rounding the turn there on the Kenzo track. He saw some daylight and between the 300 and 100. That was a really good turn of foot. I think he's going to win better races. Um, is he set to peak for Saturday? I'm not sure, but he's down to 53 kilos. He's around $10. I think that's a really good play uh, for him. So, yeah, I've made him my best on a, a tricky day. If you're avoiding a couple of the obviouses like Zaki and Nature Strip, probably a tricky day to find a best. But, uh, yeah, we'll make it Starman Race 4. Uh, my best, as you said, Buck, coming the last two races. Um, race 10, the best bet, 13, a tissue. This um, Kiwi mare who's put together some sort of winning streak now. She's now won her last five in New Zealand and first up in Australia last start. I love the way she luckled down late, um, chase after leader, and, and won with a little bit in hand there. Um, if, there's, if the rain does come on... On Saturday afternoon, she'll be able to handle it just fine. She's a listed winner in New Zealand on a on a soft track by seven lengths, so she handles all all conditions quite well. Um, I think she, her winning streak continues here and looks one to follow here in Australia. Ten number ten thirteen a tissue. The value comes up in the race prior. Another Chris Waller runner in the form of Fast Coney. He's having a pretty good preparation. Um, his last start was just complete forgive. He crossed the line untested. He wasn't. Wasn't asked to do anything at all because he just couldn't get a crack at them. He was stuck behind a wall of horses. Um, his run two back at Randwick was very brave. He was back wide and, and sort of kept coming there. Um, and, and then the three back beat super effort. He went on to Frank to form uh, his next start. So I think going well, Fast Coney, this preparation without a whole lot of luck. Um, Nash Riller on here hopefully can rectify that. And if he can get luck at the right time, um, he'll certainly be in the finish, I think, Fast Coney. Well over the odds at, at double figure odds should be half that quote in this field um, if he brings his best and, and gets the gets the breaks. Race nine, number 10. They're racing on the Parks track at Morpherville in Adelaide on Saturday. Daniel, what have you found for us there? Yeah, he's pretty short, Melody Man. I think he's about even money at the minute, but he's hard to, he's hard to go past and he's my best of the day um, in Adelaide. His, his last start win at Morpherville was, was outstanding. He beat up on a benchmark 60 field, with ease there, with the 60 and a half kilos and um, a closer run in transit, the key there, he's been getting a long way back and that'd been costing him sort of throughout his first few starts as preparation. Um, Todd Punnell went forward on him this time around, settled handy just off the speed and um, he was far too good for them. Keen to see him rise in trip here. The, the breeding suggests he will handle it just fine and he's, the way he's been finishing his races gives that impression as well. So Melody Man, short, but I think he's easily the best bet on the card in Adelaide. Race five, uh, race five, number three, that is. The value comes up in race two, Ultimate Addiction. This rich enough mare was outstanding uh, first up at Morpherville. She she was a hard luck story. She she clearly should have won that that race. She just wasn't able to really get a crack at them until about the 150 metre mark. Um, she sort of lost her spot in running and ended up last on the turn. Had to come come around them and looking to be the widest runner. Then had to shift her course again with about 200 metres to go and, and flew home to just miss the winner. Um, she was a big price that day. Uh, the bookies sort of missed her this time around. She about $8. She was 41 first up, but I think $8 is a good price for her. She's drawn to get a lovely run and be hard to hold out. It's ultimate addiction based on what I saw first up. So race two, number eight, the value.
Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing there for me, Bart. Uh, the pattern continues in Brisbane. Big fields at Doomben, small fields at Eagle Farm, which is where they're racing on Saturday. Daniel, and uh, your best comes up in a particularly small field, which was eight acceptors down to six as we speak. Uh, looks like a race in two, and you're with one of those. Race five, number four, Je suis Belle. It is. It'll be hard to... Tony Golden, Cole Wilson-Taylor combination on La Palmier will be certainly hard to beat. But, yeah, Jay Sweet Bell was, um, I thought, very good first up. Oh, sorry, not first up, very good last start. It was 1,200 back to 1,000 there, and um, she relished that up. She raced right away when hitting the lead 200 metres out and um, I thought could have won by much more. There, slightly tougher field, but the it is a much smaller field. And as you touched on, I think it's only a race in two. She'll get um, the soft run from the good draw and is the clearly the pick of those two for mine. So race five, number four, my best. The value comes up in race eight. Uh, pretty good race. This is three-year-old handicap, but I think Snowdrop down the bottom there, the 10, um, is, a, is a definite chance in this, that sort of $10, at the $10 mark. First up, so plenty of market support, but... Um, she over-raced early and sort of her, her race was over at that stage. She got well back, uh, threw the head around for the first sort of 200, 300 metres of the race and uh, found herself well back in the field. She did run on pretty well along the fence before running out of room late. Um, solid enough first up run. If she can sort of behave this time around, um, I think she can certainly finish over the top of these as it is a, <clears throat> is a feel with plenty of speed um, and I think the back markers will get their chance in this. So race eight, number 10, Snowdrop, the best value on the day in Brisbane. Joel, anything in Brisbane? No, nothing there. Barks, two small fields for me. Rightio. Uh, Belmont, once again, is the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. And BJ Ryan is our man there. There is a race called the Jolly Beggar Stakes, but it is a 78 plus. Uh, BJ's best race, five, number three, Campisi. Value bet, race three, number two, Dunbar. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, racing is finally back in New Zealand with meetings at uh, Rapa and Wanganui. Yes, indeed. Racing returned this week. Uh, had meetings, a couple of meetings Wednesday, uh, meeting Thursday and Friday. And as you said, a couple of cards on Saturday. We've got Black Type at both programs. Uh, Tarapa will get the cash early. Best race one, number one, two Madison. She's been good to us. She's on her last couple. Don't see any reason to jump off. Creeping up in the weights a little bit, but uh, she's just been dominant those last couple. I think she's just a mare in the zone and can win again. My value comes up in race five, which is a really good race for the three-year-olds. Uh, Jamie Richards has three runners and they'll all be very hard to beat. But I've gone for number eight for rank. A daughter of Delgar, who was good on debut, then went to a maiden, was a very strong winner after doing plenty of work. Liked her recent trial. I think she can measure up and run a really good race. The highlight there is the weight for age four. Fox Bridge Plate Race 8 and Avantage, whose odds on will be very hard to beat. Speaking of the Jamie Richards camp at Wanganui, my best bet comes up in one of their listed features, the Phillies Stakes Race 4, number one, Unusual Countess. She's drawn 13 of 13. I think that just gets us a better price. She was very good winning on debut. They took her down to the South Island and she got the job done. That would have done her the world of good. Her recent trial was excellent. I think she'll be too strong for these. And my value bet comes up in race three. 
He is currently an emergency, second emergency, number 16, Hooter. Uh, he was the best last week, but the value this week, he's going really well. He's had three runs, uh, this time in for a second, a third and a fourth. He's ready to win and gets a little bit of weight relief for the slight rise in class. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Uh, there is some black type on the Friday at Wyong. You've got the listed Mona Lisa Stakes and the listed Wyong Gold Cup. Big fields for both. I see Alan Pierce did the tips in winning post. Did either of you have a look at these races? Yeah, I've had a little bit of a look. Um, pretty good Wyong Cup field. There's a couple of uh, dual entries. Um, certainly Dashing Willoughby's in a couple of races and over the weekend as well. Uh, in the Mona Lisa, could have something on number 10, Eliza Beale. She wasn't too bad first up. She got a long way back from the wide gate. Thought she hit the line pretty well. She's drawn a touch better. And just on a couple of those earlier efforts, uh, last preparation, she's going to be measuring up to this grade, I would have thought. She's got to do it because she's a you know, new season four-year-old, so she's got to step up. But I think she can, and she's good odds. And in the Cup, tricky race. I think Moober is, again, sticking with Kieran McAvoy each way. He'd had a little bit of a freshen leading into that run the other day, and I think that would have done him the world of good. He'll strip fitter. I think the 2100 is going to suit him nicely. He's around the 8 or $9. All righty. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, as we like to call it, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, hitting form at the right time of year as we uh, come into spring. We, uh, I think, for the first time, certainly in the in the pandemic era, we went three for three last week with Turidan to Rath and uh, Coast Watch. Coast Watch, good price. The other two fairly short, but uh, can't complain about uh, three out of three. Now, even though I have now strung three winners in a row together by picking uh, fairly fairly short commodities in Melbourne. I just don't, I don't feel that with the uncertainty about the weather, I can be too uh, confident about anything that I'm tipping at the Valley on Saturday. So I'm going to go each way with one at uh, an each way price, which at the moment, as I see is $8 and $2.60. And the horse I speak of is race six, number four, Mac and Cheese, Joel. I'll go 20 for a win on away game. Race seven, number seven at the Valley. I'm going to go to Sydney again in the last. Race 10, number 13, 20 on a tissue. All righty. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already online as we speak to you in the shop's first thing Friday morning. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, plus plenty of great writing and all your favourite features. Um, we will speak to you next week on the preview podcast, but in the meantime, have a great weekend and plenty of winners, punters. <laughs>